And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Now, when you think about Irish sport, ice hockey doesn't jump into the front of your thoughts. But it's certainly a sport with a healthy following and a bright future, especially if the national teams under 12 are anything to go by. We're absolutely delighted to have uh, Irish Ice Hockey Association in the studio with us, uh, Ashleen Daly and... The president, do we stand? <laughs> Aaron Julie? Sure, why not? Well, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, Aaron and uh, Ashley, welcome to the big kickoff. Listen, Aaron, can I start with you? Can you just give us a brief history of ice hockey in Ireland? Uh, it's not as brief as people would think. Uh, sure, it's been going on since the 70s, I think, more or less. Uh, back in the days with Dolphins Barn and Fibsboro, the yeah. old silver skate, you know, so... Uh, but the association uh, was really formed uh, late 80s in the 90s. Uh, we became official on the international scene uh, in the early 2000s. So, sure, we've been around for, for quite a long time, okay. uh, but uh, through incremental steps. Who started it up? Do we know? Sure, that's always open to debate. You know, <laughs> everyone everyone puts their hand up when they say they started it. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, how did you get? How did you both get into the ice hockey yourselves? Well, I started when I was about twelve in the old silver skate ice rink. Yeah. So I I used to go down there and skate and. Um, at the time, it was Robbie Byrne, um, who's still who's still skating and playing, um, was the coach of a junior team down there, and I was asked to join that, and that's how I started many right. moons ago. Aaron, um, well, I was born in New York, so I started at four years old, which now puts me uh, past the f- the four decade mark in the sport. So I've been uh, I played over there up to uh, around the university level, and then. Uh, I moved here 20 years ago, so I've been off and on here since. Off and on here. And when you arrived here, did you instantly seek out, see if there was ice hockey, or did it just stumble across it? I kind of stumbled across it. (laughs) Sure, that was, you know, there wasn't social media back then as there is now, so finding things, you had to go looking for it as opposed to just instantly finding it so yeah i at the time was living in uh drumcondra which i still do but i happened to stumble across the silver skate in fibsboro and that's how i that's really how came kicked up. Up. Yeah. clubs in ireland give us a background just or even in, in where we are now what what clubs are in ireland uh, how many is there uh, well, on the senior level, uh, we have a team in Dundalk. Uh, there's a team, I suppose they would be more based out of Drogheda, the Hawks. Uh, there's two senior teams in Dublin, the Ducks and the Clovers. Yeah. And there is the last one in Kilkenny. And then junior teams, we have three main junior clubs in uh, Dublin, uh, Cork and Kilkenny. Right. And uh, age range, is it, uh, I know the under 12s went away, but is it all the way down to newbies at eights and up to senior? Or? We, we have, uh, our youngest players are three. Are three? Yeah. yeah. 
Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Ash is the president of the Dublin Ducks. So. Right. So a three years of age. So what, yeah. do you, what do you do with three-year-olds? Just lot get them on their skates. A lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of snowballs. Not a lot of uh, snow angels. <laughs> <laughs> so if you fall, it's okay. Just make a snow Absolutely, angel and then yeah. get up and go again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, obviously, there must be a, a, a good contingency of girls and, and boys playing. Yeah, look, we, we travelled last year to Montreal. 33% of our team that travelled last year were girls oh that's brilliant and with the girls now would they kind of not being kind of potentially sexist but do they start as kind of figure skating and just being on the rink or do they want to get in and get no, get dirty with the lads uh, no yeah we, we, we very rarely take them yeah. from figure skating um, we tend to take them we have a good few field hockey players and right. it's a sort of natural progression because roller hockey is quite popular here as well Does, do you get any from that come across we actually play inline as well we're forced to play inline with the lack of yeah. facilities and <clears> look the guys love playing the inline games um, so we actually do both we do the ice and inline league I think you'd find as well that girls are just as aggressive as boys up until Absolutely. usually around the age of 15 when body in ice hockey when body checking starts okay. that's when the girls start to veer off a little bit to just more female hockey but from from 15 and under I think the girls are as tough as the boys out there I only told a story there the, the other day about hockey I was uh, my dad who he worked um, the guy who he worked with, he looked after Western Hockey Club here in Lucan and he had to meet him one of the evenings. I was only about 10 or 11 and he says, here, go on in there and get in with the girls and two minutes later, I hand them back the stick and said, no, you're all right. <laughs> it was vicious. And, uh, just, I was in for two seconds. I was like, get him. And I just swiftly got out and your grand, I'll stand and watch. So yeah, I fully believe that. Give him a stick and skate, yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, international team. What sort of international teams do we have going? And uh, I suppose, how do they compare? Um, well, I'll let Ash uh, cover, say, for example, the under-12s uh, in Korea, but just an overview for the national team. We have a senior men's team and a senior women's team. Uh, the men's team has just taken up again after a few years off. We were at a, a big tournament, international tournament in Andorra in September. Um very young team, but uh, we finished second uh, out of four teams. Right. Uh, the women's team will be taking up again this year. Um, our women's development officer and team manager is taking them to Latvia in May, I believe. Is it May? Yeah. Uh, and a few years ago, myself and our, uh, our player development officer, Paul Cummins from Kilkenny, put together a, a national junior development program for our under-18s under and below. Yeah. Um, so they've been traveling throughout the world, and Ash was team manager for the under-12s who were in Korea. Oh, yeah, well, that, but let's get on to them. The under-12s, I suppose, they went to... So, first of all, what a great place to go to. So, they're what an experience. Not many people are going to go to South Korea, especially at 11 or 12 years of age. So, an unbelievable experience. But how did that go? And, and when you look at South Korea's, I suppose, facilities over there and stuff like that, is, it a bit, is there a tint of jealousy about what they have over there and... and, and what we don't have our, our, our guys are jealous of any patch of ice weather literally <laughs> a frosty morning absolutely, absolutely they're out with the hose trying to make an ice drink yeah, yeah. Um, no the, 
obviously when the guys go there they're they're in international stadiums yeah. um look at dressing rooms all that sort of so if our guys train in pop-up rinks no dressing rooms um the ice is obviously a lot smaller so of course there's a there's a not so much a jealousy more of a i don't want to go home feeling yeah, <laughs> i yeah, want to stay yeah. here um which is unfortunate but uh look the guys performed really really well over there um a lot of people were very taken aback that we don't have facilities um and that our guys don't get to train um together regularly so i well probably three times a year um from a national junior team point of view so they will train separately in their clubs and then come together for international tournaments so what, what we did take a lot of people by surprise with the level of skill that our mm. guys had and obviously outside christmas season and winter season when you're talking about pop-up rinks we have to go up north would we pretty much if if we can get ice time yeah. so the, the the ice rink up north is fairly uh, booked out most of the year so we'd very rarely be able to get ice time up there so we have to transfer to inline wheels um to keep the kids keep the kids and going. that's for kids level because yeah. we yeah. have every saturday night in dundonald in belfast but that's 10 15 to half 11 so we use that exclusively for our senior teams in a in a league that we run with teams in in belfast so Unfortunately, the kids can't avail of ice time yeah. that late because, sure, if you're from Dublin, even you won't be getting home till close to two in the morning. Absolutely. So, um, so Korea, what, what's what stood out for you? I, I, I only seen the. I, I actually looked at the team going across and what have you, and of course, TV three then. I suppose helped out with the publicity yeah. that you, you need uh, when they did well over there. But uh, the team look. They look very together. It does look very a tight unit. Is the, the fact that these are all working towards one goal, even down to under twelve level, it, it shows a unity between the whole, a whole lot of you, I suppose. Does it? Well, that's one of our main tenants that we've we've put into our, our junior development program is bringing the kids from the three main junior clubs together. And over the past couple of years now, instead of playing against each other, in these instances, they play with each other uh, on a team. So you can really start to see now the cohesion amongst the players um, when they travel. Because, as I said, North America, Iceland, we've, we have them going everywhere. We can. Um, but certainly when you make a journey as they did to Korea, uh, they bond even more. Uh, and particularly one of our our players from Kilkenny had a few issues. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but he was refused not once but twice. Um, I won't name the airline because I might have to throw in a few expletives with that, but uh, he was refused twice. We like and eventually <laughs> we got him on the plane and over there. So he, as an 11-year-old... Uh, went from Dublin to I'm Korea gone. by himself. Yeah, I say I did see the video. And you and could it. see the team when he finally showed up at the airport. Yeah. The whole team and staff were there. And, you know, that's, I think, kind of shows the bond that these guys have with each other now. And, that, and that's a great... That's what I said. It's, yeah. it, you see team games now. We, we talk about football a lot and premiership and obviously there's a lot of big money and all that but you do yeah. see that it's getting very individualised within a team game. So it's good to have that unity there and the fact that you are bringing other teams together to form a, a kind of a one unit it's, it's great to see and you can see it as I said in the videos um, I think we'll go to a break and we get to the nitty gritty we get to the nitty gritty <laughs> after the we break we can dance around it. Let, <laughs> let the lads get a drink in you're listening 
listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Uh, Aaron, I suppose it leads us nicely on to hashtag get it sorted. All right, so this is getting banded about now. I mean, this, you, everyone needs something, and this is starting to build a bit of momentum, and it's great to see that it actually is. Uh, where did it come from, and uh, I suppose where is it going? <laughs> Discuss. Um, sure, we, we've been trying for years to get a rink opened or reopened, if you will, uh, in reference to Dundalk Ice Dome. And, you know, we try to go through the proper channels, through Department of Sport, through Sport Ireland, through whomever we can. Uh, and I think we're at a position now with the levels we're at with the game and with potential investors that we can really move forward to get a rink open. But, you know, we're in a, a country that is is dominated by the GAA and... Uh, football and rugby or mm-hmm. you know and everything else is just deemed a minority sport so I guess just through a little bit of frustration the you know get it sorted kind of came out and you know people I think can relate to that and we're we're running with it a bit so the Dundalk Ice Dome closed in 2011 2010 2010 yeah and obviously there was some success from that, obviously having our own elite thing with the guys getting promoted to Division 2 and I was actually in Dundalk, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't you do the Division 3? What happened? Was that solely, who was in control of that or what was it just the usual downturn and it wasn't being used other than for yourselves kind of thing or was it people, like, what happened? How, how did it end up closing? Um, well, let Ash get in as well but I think it was just a multitude of, of factors. You can't just say you know, oh, it was management's fault or it was the economy's fault. I think it was just kind of, just the timing was the perfect storm, if you will. But uh, for usage-wise, and, and I'll, again, let Ash, because I wasn't in country at the time, uh, from what I understand, it, was, it wasn't for lack of use. No, no but the business side of things, because obviously you've been using it for practice and for the delete value, but was it kind of losing money because was it was the public not using it as much or what way like what was the biggest factor for it like again as Aaron said I think it was a combination of yeah. stuff I think it was a combination of management a combination of yeah. the, the the economy and also you have to take into account it was in Dundalk it wasn't in Dublin as well um, so ideally um, for a, a facility we'd really want it in the capital and there's no reason why it couldn't be a success um, in Dublin like was the theory behind Dundalk was it because of the proximity to Belfast and potentially having an Irish version of the Belfast Giants or something or was it just somebody came up with the idea of, well, like where did Dundalk come from originally that I can't tell you because yeah. that was before my time um, I don't think it was set up uh, to rival like the SSE arena over yeah. in Belfast it, it, it just wouldn't have the capacity yeah. um, I think it was more from a recreational um, uh, the college was right beside it to provide extracurricular activities for the college etc and they've taken over because there was a soccer dome and there was a was the ice dome a part of that whole facility or the JJ yeah it's JJB facility yeah. so they I've are connected it, yeah about three years ago I was going in with work I was going into a shop across the road and I could see it and I was like geez, this is unreal but why is it in the dock in Dublin it would it'd be open 24-7 like they had every sport it was unbelievable I was looking at going and plus why do they ever hear about it do you ever hear about it no 
Yeah, it had everything, all the sports, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And um, the JJB, the the, the gym and mm. extracurricular facility side has, has been reopened and is That's doing right, very yeah. well up there again. And I think Dundalk IT have... DKIT yeah, owns it, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. But Liffey Valley, what's, is that dead in the water now or is it... Yeah. I'm yes, yeah. sorry, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> no, um, because there that, was that was exciting for all of ten minutes, and then literally the next week, yeah, it's been scrapped. Look, I think the people, I, I think the intention was good and was yeah. there, but I didn't think. I personally don't think they thought it through. I think they just kind of rushed into it and said, "Sure, we're going to expand the shopping center, put a multi-story car park, and sure, why not an ice rink?" You weren't involved in any talks about that, or uh, no, not the, no, and I think there was an objection to the car park, the um, the traffic flow onto the yeah, fifty. Yeah, yeah. so there are many rentals. It is now. I don't know. Um, I think there's a Tesco's being built there now on the site that it was proposed. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, and it's a big one too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we need another Tesco for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, so where does a, a future ice rink fit into your plans? What's you know funding, grants, site, raising money? What's the plans? Um, well, through a lot of hard work, uh, Ash has been very instrumental in in this as well. We've put together uh, two primary business plans. Uh, we're looking, or we've spoken to Sport Ireland about maybe uh, putting an ice rink, which would be of a size to put a professional team in at Sports Campus in Blanchestown. Okay. Um, that's slow moving, as most things are with government bodies, but. Uh, so we have an investor who's interested in doing that. Uh, that would be about a 3,000-seat arena, which would... Would that be a new arena, or would it be one of these where the rink can come into what's already there or and then slip out, or is it an, an additional it, arena? No, this would be a brand new. Yeah. It would be an arena which could be used for other purposes by just sure. putting flooring, but there would also be an attachment to the building which would be for an inline arena, which then could be used for handball, lacrosse, other indoor sports. Uh, and we've also put together a business plan to try to uh, put forth to DKIT to reopen the ice dome. Okay. What would be your number one choice? <laughs> Whichever one we can get open first. <laughs> well, well play like spoke like true yeah. presence. Yeah. So Dublin it is, yeah. <laughs> I think we could do both, to be quite honest. But with yeah, you. realistically, yeah, why not? Well, if you have a professional, like say, let's just use Belfast as an example. They have mm -hmm. two ice rinks up there, the SSC Arena and Dundonald. Yeah. The SS Arena is for the Giants mm -hmm. and some hockey use. Uh, which is a bit limited uh, and that's for legitimate reasons because it's hard to open an arena that size just to put kids on the ice for an hour sure. but uh, so they have that for the professional aspect and then more the the public usage you have the other arena in Dundonald so I don't know why we couldn't do exactly the same and when you're talking about potential professional team would that be to go in to compete in the British League alongside the Giants and, and the yep. guys over the mainland. I've already spoken to the Giants about it and they were ecstatic at the idea of, of having a team in Dublin because yeah. it's 
instant rivalry it's you know because it is good business up there it does do quite well and I'm yeah. not saying they're selling out all the time but there's their attendance are a lot more impressive than people would expect for the English Elite League yeah, yeah. I think they're one of the top teams as yeah. far as attendance goes as far yeah. as I know yeah. so it's it's a perfect rivalry because yeah yeah but the, especially for for our guys and especially if you're saying around three, three thousand that's realistic to start with but then you've got an instant rivalry straight away because that's what it's all about as well like to having a local derby even though it's only up the road and they would travel as well I yeah presume. yeah and would that be kind of like potential development team for the international side if you were to in say in dreamland and it all starts to go into place as far as no, would it be oh, kind of like the elite Irish players kind of playing against the best of Britain and, and Belfast or well, no, to, it, not, I'm not saying it'd be an unofficial national team but no I mean this would be on a professional level yeah. so you'd I suppose you'd be getting guys from North America yeah. or other parts of mainland Europe uh, I certainly know that we could use some of those players on our national team for example I get emails all the time from players in say America or Canada going how can I play for the Irish national team international rules say for example if you have an Irish passport but you were born in America Mm -hmm. you would have to live in the country for two years so if you have a professional player that wants to play for the national team as long as he lives here two years he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see that with the Korean team in the Olympics. That <laughs> half their team is uh, not not quite Korean. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Nick, you played ice hockey? No. 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 Not even on the ponds. As no. people couldn't hear it. If people here to see, I don't exactly have the fitness level or uh, or body type for athletics as much. But uh, I watch watch a whole lot of ice hockey. Did you ever play in schools or in local rinks or anything? No, I mean, a bit of kind of when you're real young, 8, 9, 10, again, in line, probably just in schoolyard kind of uh, PE or just messing around after school, that kind of thing, but not in any kind of organized, organized way, no. So you touched on it with the sports council and this, that, and the other, and investors. Is it mainly outside money that keeps you guys alive? No, actually, it's inside money. Um, We don't get any, from a club point of view, um, none of the clubs get any sort of funding from a government uh, or a sports council. Um, So everything is done through fundraising. Um, So it's literally bagpacking. It's literally selling tickets to event nights. Um, As you can imagine, the equipment is quite expensive. We try, from a club and a junior level, we try and keep that cost down. So what we do is a rental scheme on the equipment because, as you know, kids grow out of everything on an annual basis. Um, So kids come in, they rent the gear for like a fraction of the cost that it would to buy it, and then they swap it out when they grow out of it. And the benefits for the kids in playing ice hockey, what would you... Say, say there's somebody on the outside going, Jesus, ice hockey, that could be a bit of crack. What is the benefits that the guys get from playing ice hockey? Well, it, even in themselves, like, yeah, from a physical point of view, it's great exercise, the obvious one. Um, from a team building point of view, uh, we, we make our sessions quite fun. Um, if it's not fun, your kids aren't going to come back to training. So we, we, we try and cater for, we've, we've got three to 18 year olds. And depending on the age group that's in there, we, we could have three to 12 year olds training together. Um, from a, a team building point of view it's quite good because the guys um, the ice hockey tends to be in Ireland you have a passion for it or you don't if the kids have a passion for it they tend to be with us for life yeah. um, and they build friendships um, and also from a travel point of view the kids in the club have built friendships with people all over the world now mm-hmm. at this stage um, just through the sport 
and say America, Canada, obviously the big nations, do you get any help or do you get coaching seminar guys coming over helping as much as you can? Do you kind of have to, do they have a responsibility to kind of help developing nations or is it kind of just by talking to people? Can you give us a hand? Well, yeah, come yeah we, we're, we're literally just out of a coaching course last weekend where there was 30 of us did level one and two. Yeah. So um, that USA, was USA Hockey. USA Hockey. Yeah. So we had um, Bill and Scott from USA Hockey Head Office uh, come over, do a, a three-day course with us, which was absolutely fantastic. We had a lot of our younger players there, so our, our 16 to 18-year-old bracket, um, because I know like we're not going to be coaching for you know in 30 years time these guys are so we're getting them started on the the roads so that if when we do have a rink we have coaches we have teams we have everything ready to basically ready to rock yeah yeah but it is it's an all-action sport and i've been to see the rangers a few times in the new york rangers by the way in case any celtic fans they're going great I, I said it once in a in a pub in edinburgh there was a couple of canadians i met oh blah blah hockey i said let's go range the whole pub event I knew never to do it again but just the sheer sounds of being on the rink and the sounds of the hits and just the sheer speed and the way the puck goes around it's a game that you have to kind of go to it's all well and good on TV because many a time I watch it on yeah. TV and it is hard even to follow where the puck's going but when you're there and you see the sheer speed of it it's a fantastic game it's a phenomenal game and it is a game that has a place and I'd say even the kids I'd say they love the big hits like I know they're probably not told to do the big but they enjoy it when they go to a game. <laughs> oh look it's 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 like anything. Um they're on YouTube and I'm sure other sports are the same. Yeah. Um they're watching the big hits. <laughs> uh, we're very we we're very safety conscious in training, um point but all the kids have an NHL team that they support yeah. and they do have So you wouldn't coach them to pull the jersey over the head and no, no, in the face right now. No, <laughs> no she, she leaves that up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I presume though you'd kinda of coach and play more in the international style, not the American style of kind of well, goonery and fights and all that kind of stuff. I I'd assume you downplay that a bit or Well from from a, a youth pers- point of view it depends on the country. Say in America, you can usually start body checking around 12 years old. We try to leave it till more 15 to really have our kids work more on skill development. Um, but, you know, at the same time, was it two years ago, we had uh, uh, myself and another guy that works with us, Mark, are uh, friends with Brian Burke um, from NHL. He's... Yeah, one yeah. of the top guys and we we got him to come over and meet our people and and have a have a talk but when he was doing a few interviews with um some sports publications you know he said uh, hockey is perfect for the irish you know it's it's fast it's physical uh you can fight and not get thrown out of the game <laughs> uh which is perfect and That's desperate isn't it <laughs> So it's, you know, when you look at sports that the Irish really embrace, you know, GAA, it's, mm. it, that's a very physical game. Mm. Rugby is a very physical game and hockey is most definitely a very physical game. Is there a position that the Irish are better at than, than, than usual? Like any of the guys that play, is it, I know there's only like, what, three forwards and two defence and the, and the goalie, but is there a position that the Irish are a little bit more talented at than than others not particularly not particularly but we tend to be a lot better in close areas so when yeah. the puck goes into the corner we tend to be a lot better because we've got small ice rinks yeah. um, mm. so we tend to be on the puck a lot more here than, than you would on, on the ice 
Um, I suppose where we suffer then is the leg strength because we don't have the size of the guys. Yeah, the the speed um, is where our guys would would fall down as opposed to the skill. The skill, um, look, we've got guys who practice in their house. They've got a ball. They've got a stick. They're running around the house. They're unfortunately breaking some windows sometimes (laughs) and get into trouble for that. Um, But there's certain things that they can do off ice. But the one thing we lack is is the speed on the ice. Look... You know, with kids, even say at the, at the at football, mm. you know, and my my kids play football and not hockey, but everyone wants to be the forward. Everyone wants yeah. to score the goal. Yeah. They want to be the Patrick Kane or the yeah. Rick Nash or yeah. they want to be the guy scoring the goal. And, you know, so I think a lot of our players want to be more the offensive player. I grew up playing defense, which is a very unrewarding position because you don't get a lot of the accolades. But but you can beat up on the pretty boy yeah, forward. Absolutely, it's absolutely. A self-satisfying yeah, position. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I How long would it take for the goalie to get ready? They seem to have a lot of equipment. Yeah, it takes well from a junior point of view. They'd probably take an extra twenty minutes, so anywhere up up to thirty minutes, <laughs> I'd say, to to get a, a junior goalie ready. That puck's coming at you. Say senior level's probably coming at you in ninety hundred miles an hour. God knows what. Does, is it kind of one of them things where you get used to it coming at you? Does it hurt, or is the padding that good that you don't, you know it's hit you, but it doesn't? You don't you don't come off a bit battered and bruised. It's one of them. Um, it depends, really. I again, as a defenseman, I in my life I've gotten in front of a lot of shots. Uh, Were you one of them who slid down and took it for the team? Yeah, and I could show you some pictures of my face because I don't wear a face mask, so I'm minus a few teeth and. Uh, half my nose you know but uh playing like 1940 style <laughs> yeah i wear just a helmet i don't wear a face mask you know but uh it depends if you're prepared for it coming you know how to position yeah. yourself um as an adult sometimes you see the kids you know most of your padding and equipment is on the front part of your body sometimes you see the kids instinctively will start to turn yeah and there's no padding in the back of your body per se and that's where you get hurt the most. Um, but sometimes if you're in front of the net and someone lets off a, a really big shot, your feet might be turned side. I've been hit in the ankles so many times and look, there's never a point in my life where I'm gonna think that I'm used to that. It's still, yeah. it's still yeah, hurts all the same. <laughs> I was just thinking there before when you were talking, kind of going back a bit to the facilities and all. Uh, for the younger kids that wouldn't get to play on ice that much, like obviously you can practice in line with you know formations and, and shots and how to do all the fundamentals would they struggle with the actual skating then when it gets to that because you really wouldn't have no. much ex- uh, the skating it's it, i suppose uh, the edge work and the skating is similar to inline and yeah. you will have ice practice and they have skating drills when we do have the pop-up rinks it's the pure leg strength of one one end of a full-size eye strength to the other absolutely that's um and they can't practice that because we don't have the facility to practice that on even the inline rinks are a lot smaller Mm. than than a full-size eye shrink it's a quick transition last year our under 15s played at a tournament in coventry so for months they had been doing inline so for the first game or so you can still see them kind of doing the inline stride which is a little bit different it's a little bit more runny uh, like you're running, whereas ice is more gliding. kind of gliding and pushing. So for the first game or so, they worked it out, and then they're back to normal. So it's a, it's a quick transition. But it is obviously is holding the country back in an ice hockey sense that 
you can get used to that when you get onto ice as you said after maybe a game two games or what have you but then you go back to the same thing again when you're training again and it's 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 stopping the development of players our junior players have been to Iceland they came back undefeated Um, our junior players have been to Coventry they've come back undefeated they've been to Korea they've beaten Korea we've been to our one of our junior clubs has been to America and beaten an American club team um can you imagine what we can do if we actually give these kids facilities? Because yeah, yeah. as you said, it is very suited to us. Uh, like obviously hurling, there's a bit of a background, the physicality of it, the skating side of things, maybe not so much, but that's obviously an essential part of it. But it is something that could be naturally a perfect fit for a lot of Irish kids. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's a very, it would be a very easy sport for the Irish to understand as well in the way that say American football I'm still sometimes confused about it. Uh, but the rules of ice hockey, the basic rules anyway, are quite simple and would be very similar to a lot of sports that the Irish would be Yeah, I mean, yeah. say in, in soccer you have offsides. We have offsides in, in ice mm-hmm. hockey. You know, there, there's certain elements that they will easily be able to, to wrap their head around and adjust from one sport to another fairly quickly. Is there anything, just in general, in ice hockey that you would change you hear a lot with football and Gaelic football where they have loads of new rules and stuff like that VAR came into football the, the assistant referee is there anything in ice hockey that you would change something that irritates you something that would, would bother you or is it just a perfect sport <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a perfect sport uh, I suppose all sports are, are constantly evolving if you look at when I played youth hockey to now it's much different um, as I was saying to, to somebody I was speaking with the other day when I was a kid coaches treated every kid exactly the same and generally it involved a lot of yelling Yeah, you can't do that so much now uh, <laughs> things are a little different um, but from an Irish point of view no I mean I don't think there's anything that we would change uh Sometimes parents get a little excited. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can never heard that. Never heard that one. Now <laughs> moving on from that, with Jesus, that takes up a lot of time. I think, a actually, lot. That's a, that's a, I'm just after thinking there cause, because in, in in football, parents do get excited an awful lot, and now they have designated areas for parents to be in, so they don't actually, I suppose, distract kids from what they're actually supposed to do because you'll hear them say parents will say one thing to a child that a coach may have told them to do the, abs- the opposite so how do you handle uh, parents? We, we've actually got a code of conduct for parents believe it or not yeah, um, I believe it yeah and uh, it's, 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 it's more of a, a prevention tool rather than anything else we haven't had any real major issues we get some overexcited parents shouting at the ref quite a bit Um, but usually a a tap on the shoulder and a a, you know sort of a glance will all right okay yeah I'll I'll tone it down a bit Um, but no we're 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 actually very fortunate Um, I think because our parents they know what the kids have to do and what everybody in Irish ice hockey has to do to try and keep it going that's their they're some of the best sporting parents in Ireland to be quite honest very dedicated yeah Mm. especially for travel yes yeah when we had the when we had the Americans over for the coaching on the Sunday morning we got some ice time in Belfast from 7 to 9 and we needed kids on the ice for demonstrations for the coaches and they were on ice at half 7 so sure they left it half 
five in the morning mm-hmm. to get up there. So, look, it's nice for the kids to be in the back, copping a few Z's, but it's the parents who are... Yeah. The usual. Yeah. So you have the parents dedicated. You've got the kids dedicated. You have yourselves dedicated. You have absolutely everything bar the facilities. Who, who is helping you? Who, sh- who should help you? And who are you asking for help? Um, well, when Ash took the team over to Montreal, they met uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was great. Leo's pal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was great when Justin, uh, when, sorry, Mr. Trudeau came over because uh, he mentioned. He mentioned uh, the, the club twice in his twice. speech oh, uh, while he was over here. So it's, it's great um, when we have the Canadian PM pushing our sport so where our, uh, our T-shirt kind of doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, but we're really trying to hit up with a lot of the politicians uh, whether it's at a local level all the way up to the most senior levels and just saying we're not asking you for a penny we're, we're really not we have investors who are ready to yeah. to be involved we just need your help to get it over the line get that process whether that's DKIT yeah whether that's lighting a match under DKIT to say they want to reopen that or Sport Ireland to say, you know, give them a, a, a plot of land at Sports Campus, or whether that's a county council somewhere that might have some land that we can construct on. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for because we, we see it a lot. You said about the GAA. The GAA, in fairness, they've been there for a, a long time. It's been a stronghold in Irish sport. They have got everything, but there is such a variety of. Uh, I suppose a variety of cultures now, yeah. uh, but also a variety of sports that are prominent in, in Irish society now. And they need to give that, I suppose, push to every sport now. Because, I mean, there's talent out there. We have loads of talent. We have, As you said, we have loads of dedication with parents and kids and stuff like that. And if it's a leg up, I think, the, I think politicians need to... I suppose stop looking at the nonsensical things that they're looking at and, and start looking after the people again. And, and, and this is a, a perfect instance of that. And look, when you go to, again, uh, I'll use North America as an example. Uh, you have four seasons over there. Uh, here we have a mono season. Yeah. It's light winter and dark winter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but but the, they, they stick with the one sport. So GAA is basically year round, soccer yeah. is year round. Whereas in other countries, the season brings different sports. So kids will move from one sport to yeah, another. Yeah. I, through you know, talking to Ash and other clubs, I try to encourage our kids to play other sports. Because just playing one sport is, is very narrow-minded. You know, from a physical development standpoint, playing other sports has many more positives yeah unfortunately other sports don't see it that way necessarily yeah. to I, do, I do think they're coming around i do think uh, the the multi-sport uh on as you said on the development of the body i yeah. do think people are starting to come around to that yeah. so uh, you will see any of, uh, of probably the top i'll go football because football's always been my sport but the top, a lot of top footballers would have played hurling or would have played gaelic football or would have been maybe swimmers or something like that so they've always had that kind of multi-sport background yeah. it does help the body develop in ways that one sport won't because it'll develop different muscles different uh, reactions mm. etc so absolutely and i think again ice hockey as you said it is kind of a perfect fit for our natural 
I won't say, say aggression because we're not really aggressive, but we're aggressive in, in sport. <laughs> do you know, in sport, we have that kind of, we know that we do take it's it. Something good at, well, it's in, something we're good in, at, yeah. In the games that we, in the play, games that we play nationally like here. In as we are aggressive yeah, yeah. in that we're not going to be pushed over. Yeah. And by the way, our fans, as you know from international events, even our, we have a lot of fans that travel when we were in Andorra when we were in America I mean how many parents went all the way over to Korea was it like 12 yeah and we actually they're there waving the flags and yeah. cheering and other countries are looking around going who are these people and yeah. why are they here so yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know we, we embrace it on every level and especially in Ireland we jump on any sport where we're doing well course, because yeah. we're desperate for success at an international level and this could be the next one especially because I do remember it actually was getting a bit of back page well a couple of pages into the back page <laughs> but when they did get promoted into division yeah. two there was no and it just goes to show you so but you, and this you, is when were, we had were, facilities were you, were you at the game when they got apologies I wasn't no because no. you can see it on YouTube yeah. uh, it was a shootout against Luxembourg and yeah. you know there was about 1100 people there and Act, the, yeah. it, was, it was mental yeah. and yeah we got promoted and this is again from a country that had only I mean, Dundalk had only been open... Eight years, I think, at that stage. Yeah. Or five, five to eight years. Yeah, it was only a few years at that point. So, if we had one... Yeah, per- there. Yeah, look, if we have a permanent ice rink, I can, I can guarantee you, in a few years, we'll be, we'll be moving up. Yeah. Well, listen, Ashling and Aaron, it's been a pleasure having you in. Uh, anything we can do for the Irish Ice Hockey Association, we'll happily do it. Uh, I think, again... Leo and politicians out there uh, hashtag gotta get us sorted but it's not just an ice hockey I said we, we look at all sorts of different sports we look at boxing clubs who have to fund themselves a lot of sporting associations are just left to their own devices mm. while I suppose builders can, can, are, are propped up and uh, that merry-go-round <laughs> is it's probably killing the country and, we're, and, and people like yourselves who have to be given huge amount of credit are keeping society as far as in Ireland and kids uh, on the straight and narrow and in, going in the right places and of course we can raise the talent and, and maybe go a, a step level or a higher step Olympics something the Winter Olympics game yeah. something to watch and cheer on something. yeah yeah, that's it Instead of send them five over maybe we'll have a whole team <laughs> going over so listen thanks very much for your time thanks for coming in and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon again I thank, hope so thank thank, thanks much. for having us thanks guys thanks